I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In her book, Pilgrim at Tinker Creek, Annie Dillard describes a conversation between an Eskimo hunter and the missionary who has been preaching in his village. I want to ask you something, the hunter says. What's that, the missionary replies. If I did not know about God and sin, would I go to hell? No, the missionary says, not if you did not know. Well then, asked the Eskimo hunter, why did you tell me? Like a missionary bearing unwelcome news, Ash Wednesday intrudes upon our lives with its yearly reminder of sin and death. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Our days are like the grass. We flourish like a flower of the field. When the wind goes over it, it is gone. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Of course, there has been so much brokenness lately. Brokenness all around us and brokenness within us. Stunning, shattering brokenness. Broken spirits, broken bodies, broken relationships, broken countries. Our culture, I think, has a hard time coping with this. It has little use for broken things or broken people. We don't like being reminded of our own vulnerabilities, so we tend to push away anything or anyone who seems fragile. Christianity, by contrast, lifts up, even celebrates brokenness. Blessed are the poor in spirit, says Jesus, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who die in the Lord, for they rest from their labors. Blessed are you when you are forced into early retirement. Blessed are you when the chemotherapy stops working? Blessed are you when you don't make the team? Blessed are you when the life for which you worked so hard suddenly leaves you feeling cold, confused, 
and empty. Blessed are you when you have to flee your homeland with only the clothes on your back. It sounds bizarre, doesn't it? Uh, Offensive, really, this sort of talk. But Christianity has never claimed that there is the slightest thing wrong with being broken. On the contrary, Christianity celebrates all that is least, last, and lost. For only that which can die can be resurrected. Reflecting on a struggle with a rare form of spinal cancer that left him paralyzed from the waist down, the late Reynolds Price once noted, quote, When we human beings undergo huge traumas, everybody is in league with us to deny that the old life has ended. Everybody is trying to patch us up and get us back to where we were. When in fact, what we most need to be told is, you are dead. You are dead. Now, who are you going to be tomorrow? This, it strikes me, is the strange siren call of Ash Wednesday. You are dead. You are dead. Now, who are you going to be tomorrow? All of us here this day have within us that which has grown old, tired, and sick. The many wounds and warts and wobbly places of our lives that have been laid utterly bare by the trials of the last several years. Resentments that do far more harm to us than to the people with whom we are angry. Fears that keep us trapped within our own narrow perspectives. Addictions that offer us only temporary numbing of our pain. The harsh self-judgment that tells us we aren't worthy of love and respect. Our scapegoating when things are going badly of those who are different from us. Our failure to take action to help those whom we know are suffering. Our despair that it sometimes seems things are never going to get better. You and I bear the mark of all this deadness on our foreheads today. We bear the mark of all this deadness, and yet we also bear the hope. That's right. 
we also bear the hope. The ashes we'll be receiving in a few minutes will be imposed on us in the exact same place where we received the oil of chrismation at our baptism. The place where we are reminded you are dust is the same place where we are assured you are marked as Christ's own forever. And so you see, our deadness is not the end. Our deadness is not the end, not for us as individuals and not for us as a society, not for our world and not for our planet. Why did you tell me about God and sin? The Eskimo hunter wonders. Why does Ash Wednesday tell us? In the words of the poet Jane Richardson, this is the day we freely say we are scorched. This is the hour we are marked by what has made it through the burning. This is the moment we ask for the blessing that lives within the ancient ashes, that makes its home inside the soil of this sacred earth. So let us be marked this day, not for sorrow, And let us be marked not for shame. Let us be marked not for false humility or for thinking we are less than we are. But rather, let us be marked for claiming what God can do within the dust, within the dirt, within the stuff of which the world is made and the stars that blaze in our bones, and the galaxies that spiral inside the smudge we bear. Amen.